Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. To a Friday, and guess what? It's a meat Friday. I know you're wondering what's on the menu after last week's issue. And Dylan, the graphics guy, said that Tyler, if he had any you-know-whats, would have done stir-fried chicken and egg rolls again today. But Tyler did not. Do you guys want to guess what Tyler has whipped up here as he tried? This is one of the great comeback stories of all time. I don't know if other media outlets will cover this, what happened to Tyler last week, the debacle that was meat-ish Friday, and then today, Seton O'Connor. You know, it's an interesting that you're calling it one of the great comeback stories of all time because when I walked in this morning and I saw what Tyler is doing, I thought, oh, crap. That's not good. <laughs> Do you want to tell the audience what you saw? Well, I walked in and I saw Tyler hunched over the counter mm-hmm. and he had a tray of about a dozen raw hot dogs that he was slathering with mustard and then putting some type of shake on. Yeah. And I thought, mm, I don't know if this is the start. Okay. Well, that's the hot dog burnt ends that we have today. Okay. We also have meatball sliders. Hot. We also have reversed seared porterhouse steak. Okay, there we go. Well okay. done, Len. Well done, Len. <laughs> buried the lead. Oh, but wait, there's more. Smoked shotgun shells. What's that? Ground sausage, ground beef, pepper jack cheese, Stuffed into managot shells, wrapped in bacon, and smothered in barbecue sauce. <laughs> Who has it better than we do? No, nobody. nobody. Some cholesterol shots. Yes, it is. Oh my God, no, nobody. Yes, before my cardiologist, we, maybe, but before we get to go on our flights tomorrow to Las Vegas, and I'm checking with the Danettes, making sure I understand, you know, when they're going to get in. We'll have a rehearsal, uh, you know, get together, have a dinner with everybody. And, you know, I'm going to go to New York and fly out of New York. Uh, you know, Seton might fly out of Hartford. Paulie, whether it's New York or Hartford. And Todd as well, he likes to fly out of Hartford. So we're going through everybody's flights. And Marvin, I don't know, you flying out of Hartford? New York. Oh, New York, okay. So we're all going around the room and we're talking about, it. do you have a direct flight? Uh, where are you connecting through? Atlanta or D.C. or Chicago? And then Todd told us, his flight plan. I volunteered that information. Yeah. Expecting lots of abuse, I guess, or not realizing. No, you didn't realize that you were going to get abused here. But uh, why don't you... 17-hour trip to Vegas. Why don't you walk us through your logic for booking your flight? I had, at the time, was looking at different flights, and one looked like it was going to be a rush to get to the gate, unless I read it wrong, that it was going to be a short layover. One seemed like way too long, and I found one flight that was leaving. It was going to be very early in the morning, but I didn't have to change planes or get off the plane, even though it was going through Jacksonville, which isn't going in the direction uh, of Las Vegas. Jacksonville, Florida. It's in the Wait, southeastern going, part of the United States. So you're going Hartford to Jacksonville. I'm going from Hartford to Jacksonville, then to across the Las Cape Vegas. of Good Hope to Vegas. Okay, and you made this. I did. I was not screwed over by any kind of uh, airline or travel department. department. Yeah, didn't say. You know what, Todd? We're going to save some money. You're going to go to Jacksonville. 
And I get in four hours before the rooms will be ready, which means I'll be just kind of wandering aimlessly across Las Vegas. Maybe I'll go to the gym. Maybe they, I can get early check-in. Well, I know, but I don't care about that. I'm talking about you're flying from... That's part of the story, though. Well, I no. mean, you're flying with a week's worth of clothing and stuff like that to get in four-plus hours before you can even get into your room by choice. After flying three hours in the wrong direction. But <laughs> you make it seem like going to Jacksonville was the smart way to go to get to Vegas. No, not the smart way. I just, I guess I, I was so not wanting to, you know, run through the airport and connect. And maybe there was other flights that I missed where there was a more comfortable uh, connection. But, uh, you know, I'll, if the room's not ready, I'll give them my bags. I, we've all done that before. If your room's not ready, even if you check in late afternoon sometimes for whatever but reason. But you could have been ready. on the flight with Seton. I could. I didn't purposely avoid. It wasn't an antisocial choice. It was. I saw this flight that was direct. Where I didn't have to get off the plane, and I'm like, I think I'll do that. I'll get in a little it's early. It's not direct to Vegas, it, but it's. So you got an indirect flight to Vegas. An indirect direct flight. Yes. to Vegas, yeah. and uh, I'll let. I'll have them watch my bags. They'll lock it up, and uh, I'll uh, go have breakfast or whatever. It's not the uh, the worst thing. Maybe it wasn't the best choice, but it's not. Yes, like Paul. It's just a couple questions, Todd. What time did your flight take off in the morning? It, uh, it was supposed to take off like at seven. Now it says six a.m. departure. Great. So you have to get up four-ish. I will probably get up like three thirty, and I will probably get to the airport a little before five. You're, you're gonna spend eight and a half hours on a plane to Vegas. I think it's eight hours and forty-four minutes. <laughs> is the total based on. Okay. The, All right. Yeah. Well, Content is we'll, good. We'll see you. I don't think that's why you booked it that I way. Not. Yeah. I thought I tricked the system. I'm like, I found a flight out of Hartford that you don't have to change planes. Yeah. I win. I didn't win. You yeah. guys won. Yeah. Yeah. Not a competition. No, it's not a competition. You lost. It's just a curious choice. That's all. Yeah. You lost your own competition. I did. Yeah. No, I, uh, nobody's competing with but you. I'm still okay with that. I don't mind getting early. I'll find. I'll find something to do, and it'll be all right. Maybe they they can get me a room a little. Do you early. want to change it? I don't think I will. Okay. And and the flight back is actually not terrible either. I have like a, the yeah, you're show going to Cuba. Nine. You go to Cuba. <laughs> yeah. And, and then you, I have a one o'clock out of Seattle. Yeah. And then you go to Sri Lanka. Stops in China. And, and then, then from you, there. you eventually get back. I have a direct flight back to New York via Seattle. <laughs> yes, Paul. <laughs> Todd's like, imagine you're at a stoplight. You don't feel like making a left turn, so you make three right turns to avoid making a left, mm. and it takes twice as long. That's that's the move of the flight. Well. Hopefully we all get to the same destination to ready, be ready to entertain the nation. But for some weird Monday. reason, going back, it's a 1 o'clock flight that gets back like 10.30 to Connecticut. So that's 4 o'clock. So going back, it's only like six and a half hours, but it's eight and a half hours going there. Wait, are you going through Jacksonville on the way back? I have to check. I just know that the flight leaves at 1. <laughs> but the flight leaves at 1 Pacific. That's 4 Eastern. And I get into Hartford okay. at 10.40. That's six and a half hours. That's reasonable. I can't, you can't do much better than that. Okay. But well, you should... Check it though. Do you even know if it's a direct flight back? It is a direct flight. I know the flight. Stop, the plane stops, and then I, I stay on the plane, and it goes to Hartford. Well, that's what happens in Jacksonville. That you stop. Okay, yeah. all right. And maybe it's better to get off the plane and stretch your legs yeah, and get true. something to eat. And, yeah. uh, so you guys maybe did the right thing, and I did something stupid. It won't be the last time. It's a garage sale going on 50% off all t-shirts in the store at danpatrick.com. Stat of the day brought to you by Panini America, the official trading cards of the Dan Patrick Show. Good morning if you're watching on Peacock. That's our streaming partner. Download the app if you haven't done so. And uh, we say good morning to our radio affiliates around the country, numbering 400 cities. This uh, first hour brought to you by... Express Employment Professionals, they are going to help you hire your next pro. Forget about posting jobs, sifting through resumes, interviews with unqualified applicants. Move up to the pros. Go to ExpressPros.com. Find the location nearest you. ExpressPros.com. Operator Tyler standing by to take your phone calls. Our buddy Nick Wright, big Kansas City Chiefs fan. He'll join us a little bit later on. Former NFL quarterback Matt Hasselbeck will join us as well. All the NFL head coaching hires are done as Dan Quinn is the last to be hired. There was a report yesterday by Diana Rossini that the commanders, before they pulled the trigger on Dan Quinn, maybe back-channeled to see gauge Bill Belichick's interest, that there was interest in the front office. But this is a team that has a front office that's already full. And then you have Belichick, who reportedly said to the Falcons he wanted to have total control, and then they backed away. Bill Belichick going to the commanders, where he's not going to have full control, and you already have like three or four front office people already hired? That was not going to work well. Dan Quinn is an uninspiring hire here. 
and you hire somebody because you want that coach to be your forever coach. This kind of feels like you're on your third marriage, and you go, you know, I'm going to make this one work here. Now, you got new ownership there with Washington, but we Dan Quinn was in Atlanta where he did go to a Super Bowl, and uh, he was defensive coordinator with the Cowboys, uh, spent time in Seattle. All right, so he's got a, a nice resume, but if you said I can have Dan Quinn or Mike Vrabel, I'm going to take Mike Vrabel. But Dan Quinn is going to be the uh, head coach there, and I think he got it because others turned that job down, which is fine. You want to be a head coach, and if I'm the seventh choice, I still got the head coaching job. It just it, it was less than inspiring. And, and what is the new trend? So you have Pete Carroll, Mike Vrabel, Bill Belichick not coaching this year. And it feels like you're looking for the guy who's around 28 years, 29, 30 years of age, you know, physically fit and is reading a playbook out of Tony Robbins motivational uh, speeches where they go in there and they tell you that this is the way it's going to be and we're going to, who's with me? And they look great and they're in shape, but can you coach? And Mike McDonald did a great job with Baltimore. Okay. Uh, It just felt like all of that, and that's what Washington got. New ownership there. You got the second pick in the draft. Why do I want a defensive coordinator as my head coach when I'm going to draft a quarterback with the number two pick in the draft? I don't understand that. That's where I need somebody who's going to be able to develop him. And Dan Quinn is a defensive-minded guy. But... Uh, Paulie sent me the uh, actual Diana Rossini tweet. During the hiring process, Bill Belichick was considered for the job, per sources. Commanders spoke with him, and he had support from some decisions uh, decision makers. In the end, Dan Quinn is their choice. Okay. Now, you can speak to Bill, but you didn't interview him, which is interesting. But also, there's a real good chance Bill Belichick does not coach again in the NFL. He's going to be one year older. He'll be 70, what, 73 with next year's hiring uh, process? Correct. He would be 73 when the following NFL season started. Yeah. So, and what team is going to relinquish control? And he's not your forever coach. How long is he going to coach? Now, I thought Philadelphia, if they were going to make a change, that Bill would have been the guy. You got a respected front office guy, Howie Roseman. And Bill going in there and maybe revitalizing that team that went to the Super Bowl the previous year needs maybe a change in culture. Maybe Mike McCarthy with the Cowboys, although I just I don't see that happening. I don't, even though Jerry can love Bill Belichick and respect him and say all those nice things, you still got to make it work on a daily basis. And I, I had my doubts about that happening. Now, as far as Philadelphia, I could see that. But other than that, what team is going to say, now we bring in Bill Belichick? And I'm really curious about that. Because I don't know if you can go, yeah, that'll make sense. But but we don't know. There'll be coaching vacancies that right now we're not able to handicap. But there'll be a job opening, and then now does Bill Belichick say, I don't need control. Let me just coach. Is he going to have to sacrifice a little bit here? And that might be the case, but still... You want to hire somebody who is young. You want to get them before somebody else gets them. Nobody wanted Bill Belichick, at least what came with Bill Belichick. So the greatest coach of all time, nobody wanted him. Now, Arthur Blank, I think, wanted him in Atlanta, but the front office didn't because they were going to lose their jobs. Or we have to turn over the authority to Bill Belichick, and they didn't want to do that, obviously. So he's maybe going into TV. Mike Vrabel, I was really surprised. Vrabel was the guy where it was like, oh, he's going to get a job tomorrow if he wants one. There'll be a line out the door waiting for him. And then all of a sudden there wasn't. Pete Carroll, once again, age, that'll be a factor. Pete and Bill around the same age. Is Pete your forever coach? And the answer is no. You're looking for a Mike Tomlin. You're looking for somebody, I got 15 years 17 years, 20 years. Like, that is your goal. The question is, can you find that guy? And that's and sometimes we'll look at a hire and go, Mike McDaniel? That guy? He's kind of funny and quirky. He's on the Niners staff. All right. 
Like, you just kind of go, uh, all right. And then all of a sudden you go, all right, all right, I get it. Yeah, all right, there's a, there's a genius in there, offensive-minded guy. It works. Sometimes it does, sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes it's really like, all right, I like, I like what we're doing here, too. Really? And that's how I felt with Dan Quinn. I don't know Dan. I'm sure, he's a wonderful guy. But I go, okay, all right, yeah, more. Do you think it's hard for players to look at a guy that looks like he's never played football, even though a lot of these coaches, they're short, they're kind of scrawny, but they probably played some type of football? Do you think it's hard for them to receive somebody like he's 5'8", 150? Ding. Um, I I don't know what sport it matters most that you played the game uh, and having that respect. It it feels like in basketball, it, it feels like David Blatt, you know, there were certain coaches where it, it just didn't feel like they had respect because, well, what have you done? Uh, Lawrence Frank, you know, where you go, really? Whereas Ty Lue, he at least played. And, and you know, even Chuck Daly. Chuck Daly built a resume with Detroit. But, you know, Chuck Daly wasn't an NBA player. Uh, Pat Riley played. You know, there's just certain guys where you go, okay, you got a little cachet there. But I don't know which sport where you go, like baseball. Does anybody check the resume of Tony LaRusso's playing career? Or Tommy Lasorda's playing career? Terry Francona's playing career? No. They didn't. Or they don't. It doesn't matter. Like, Tommy Lasorda was not a good pitcher, but he was a pitcher. (laughs) How can he give advice to a pitcher? But it feels like in basketball, you know, we need some credibility out here. You know, uh, Spolstra, when LeBron was down there, I don't know if he had the uh, full support of LeBron and company, but he earned it. Yeah, Paul. If you look at NFL head coaches, I don't know if there's a head coach who never played football. A lot of these guys, like Dan Quinn was a linebacker at Salisbury State. Mike McDaniel was a four-string wide receiver at Yale. You know, they don't look like they played necessarily. But, you know, guys like Joe Gibbs played small-town football. I think Nick Saban was Kent State defensive back. They all played at some level. I can't imagine an NFL coach not having reps. But I don't know, does it matter in the NBA that, you know, Doc Rivers played? uh, Mike Budenholzer didn't. Greg Popovich didn't play. I don't, you know, I don't know how much that matters to these players. It feels like in the NBA it matters more than it would in, in some of the other sports. 877-3DP-SHOW, email address dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at dpshow. Uh, Seton will uh, take a break, and then we'll settle on a poll question. Nick Wright will join us in an hour from now. Matt Hasselbeck, the former NFL quarterback, will stop by as well. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Paulie Fusco here with Tony Fusco. Yo. Of course, you know us as the host of the number one rated show in all the sports talk, the Paulie and Tony Fusco Show. Yeah. Now, the suits at Fox Sports Radio gave us this airtime because they wanted us to tell you how great our show is. Why? Yeah, instead of us doing that, let's just let our millions of fans do the talking. Yeah, play the tape. You don't know crap about sports. I mean, why am I even on this crap? Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. That's the wrong tape. Wrong tape. Just forget that. Look, listen to the Paulie and Tony Fusco Show on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Matt Hasselbeck, former NFL quarterback, he'll join us as well. Our good buddy Nick Wright, host of First Things First on Fox Sports 1 and host of What's Right with Nick Wright on iTunes and YouTube is back. Give me your level of confidence going into this Super Bowl as opposed to other ones with the Kansas City Chiefs? Uh, so that's a great question. Hi, Dan. Hi, everybody. I also need Paulie's help with something before the show's over, and I need an apology from you. But we can do all answer your question first. Uh, I would say this is probably the second most confident I've been but what's odd about it is the most confident I was was the one they lost, the one against Tampa, because I, I think people forget what a dominant run that team had been on. That team had won seven consecutive games to win the Super Bowl the previous year and then was 14-1 and when Mahomes started. He sat out in the final week of that year when they were defending their title and rolled through the AFC playoffs and then just got worked over in the Super Bowl. I Listen, I think if the Chiefs can block San Francisco, that they can do real damage to the defense. And I think that the Niners haven't looked great in six weeks. Like, since the Ravens game, they, they haven't had a one game where they looked dominant the way they did during large stretches of the season. Uh, and so I, you know, I, the Chiefs, big free agent acquisition, Charles Omenahu from San Francisco tore his ACL in the AFC title game. So that's a big loss and you feel badly for him. But both these teams pretty damn healthy. And I feel like the Chiefs are playing their best ball of the year while the Niners have kind of been up and down, so to speak. How much of a concern was it or is it that they didn't score in the second half against the Ravens? So I don't, I was not concerned at all by that. And I don't think, that people fully understand the game the Chiefs were playing in that second half. So let me just go back a bit. Mahomes has had, in my opinion, one truly bad on him, that loss is on you playoff moment. The second half against Cincinnati in the AFC title game two years ago. Uh, I know you and I argued about the Super Bowl against Tampa. I don't put that on. I don't think he, even though the numbers are terrible, I don't think, he played terribly. The second half against Cincinnati, he did. Since that moment, he has not thrown an interception in the playoffs, and after being sacked on average about three times per game, he's been sacked five total times in six playoff games. The Chiefs haven't lost. I give that context for these reasons. The Chiefs' defense was so dominant against Baltimore that as long as they had a 10-point lead in the second half, I do not think Mahomes' number one goal, number one goal, was to score more points. I think the number one goal, do not turn the ball over and we won't lose. And so I do think there were plays to be made that were maybe 60-40 plays, 70-30 plays, that he did not, he was like, you know what, not putting the ball in jeopardy, that if they had to go move the ball, he could have. And I think that's evidenced by the fact the one drive they had in the second half where it was a one-score game, 
he hit the pass to MVS deep downfield. And so, also, here's the other thing. Baltimore's defense is great. It's, to me, far better than San Francisco's. And so, if there was any defense that is kind of built to slow down the Chiefs, that was the most surprising part of the game, was Baltimore has the perfect roster to slow down Kelsey. And Kelsey then instead had maybe the finest game of his career, all things considered. And so Baltimore did some really good things, but I think Kansas City was very conservative with the two-score lead. This might be an obvious answer. I asked it to Jason Garrett yesterday. If you're the Niners, are you more concerned about the Chiefs' defense or Patrick Mahomes? Well, I don't think it's an obvious answer because the Chiefs have the best defense in the NFL. And this is why all year long, when I was called a homer, when and I'll just get to it now. I mean, when you, you know, excoriated me, damn near yelled at me at dinner. It was so awkward at dinner. Your son left. Me, Dan, and son were at dinner together, and Dan's son couldn't take it anymore. Dan pointing his finger at me and being like, just admit you won't say the truth about Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowls. Just admit that you're a Chiefs homer. <laughs> did all these things. We're in a fancy joint I, in a nice I, I place. I don't know if it happened that way, but I know did, it's good content here, so continue. Did your son, did or did not your son leave? Uh, he didn't leave because of our conversation. Well, I mean, that's not what I've heard since then, but that's well, fine. No, he's uh, married with a child, so he probably well, was leaving. Well, so are home. you, so am I, and yet we finished. A newborn, a newborn, a newborn. He couldn't handle the fact that you were yelling at me <laughs> in this members-only establishment you took me to. Um, but Where so you forgot reason, your coat. It's still there. Is it really? I, it's still there. <laughs> I don't know that I'm allowed to go there without you. You can. You and can so go I, you can no, go in and get there. you can go in and get your coat. Yeah, I left my coat. Um I was so rattled by Dan Patrick just dressing <laughs> me down in front of people. Um but the point I the reason that I was so confident throughout the year about the Chiefs was I was like, Well, yeah, they, they drop the ball a lot and they commit a lot of dumb penalties. That is true. It's undeniable. But they don't just have the best defense of the Mahomes era, because that's kind of a low bar. Yeah. They were in the argument for the best defense in the whole league, number two in yards, number two in points, and they did it without forcing turnovers. They were 28th in turnovers forced, so they didn't even have the turnover luck. And so I, I think they have a great defense, and that is going to be a big problem for Brock Purdy. But the person you fear the most is Patrick, because even if – the game is going exactly the way you hoped. There is the fear that unless they simply can't block for him, he will make magic happen as he has in every playoff game of his career. We're talking to Nick Wright, host of First Things First on Fox Sports 1 and host of What's Right with Nick Wright on iTunes and YouTube. How do they lose this Super Bowl? McCaffrey just gouges them. And... That and the Niners are able to uh, take advantage of the Chiefs' tackles. The, the, the McCaffrey, listen, the Chiefs have the best pair of corners in football. Spagnolo is maybe the best defensive coordinator in football, certainly on the short list. He's definitely the number one coordinator draft pick because, unfortunately for him, his head coaching tenure went so bad. No matter how well he does, he'll never get another head coaching job. So you don't have to worry about him leaving like Mike McDonald in Baltimore. But the, you know, Nicky Bosa is Nicky Bosa. Chase Young decides this will be the game a month. He gives full effort for four quarters, and they beat up the tackles. And listen, the Niners are already pre-complaining. They're already, oh, they hold a lot. Jed York, what do you remember about the Super Bowl? Oh, an uncalled holding penalty. All this pre-complaining, I've heard it all year long. <laughs> Nobody wants to know the facts. Nobody wants to know that in these NFL playoffs, two touchdowns have been taken off the board due to penalty. They're both Chiefs touchdowns on nonsense fake holding penalties. Nobody wants to hear the facts that the Chiefs this year had the second fewest penalties called on their opponents. Everybody is mad about a Super Bowl holding call because Love Fox, we showed a bad angle on the first on the first go round, and then after the game, the guy who did the hold was like, "Yeah, I held," and people are still like, "Ah, the fix is in." It's all nonsense. So I get it. They're trying to prime the officials prematurely. I understand. These are the things you do when you're trying to, you know, stop a dynasty, which is what this is, of course, a dynasty. I love your ob objectivity. Uh, well, it's just the facts. Patrick Mahomes' dad says that uh, his coaching or uh, his quarterback uh whatever mount rushmore he's got 
uh, Brady and then Joe Montana and then his son. Well, that's wrong. You got Mahomes over Montana? Well, yeah, and I, I my 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 Mount so to me, 1 through 4 okay. is Brady, Mahomes, Manning, Montana. That's my 1 through 4. Uh and then the, after that, Marino Elway, Elway Marino, you know, is to me closer than the Super Bowl, you know, Super Bowls would argue. And then and I I really to be fair, I, as the audience knows, I'm not nearly as old as you, so I didn't watch, you know, I wasn't covering Johnny Unitas. Um, but, uh, so I, I really, and I don't have any recollection of Bradshaw. So if we kind of just go post Staubach Bradshaw, Rogers Favre, and then the guy who I think gets really the short shrift is Steve Young, who I think Steve Young is one of the greatest players I've ever seen, didn't do it for quite long enough. But yeah, I think, I think Patrick Mahomes is already the second greatest quarterback ever. I don't really think it's, that controversial of a statement. Are you prepared for what the reaction would be if Brock Purdy leads the Niners to the Super Bowl? Well, hold on. And win. Am I am I prepared for the react what the reaction will be if the Niners win? Sure. Yeah. Am I prepared for what the reaction will be for Brock Purdy leading them to a win? Yes. I'm not prepared for the reaction <laughs> I would have if you spout, sprouted wings and flew far, far away. No, I mean I don't. I don't spend a lot of time emotionally preparing myself for things that aren't going to happen. But they could l- listen. The Niners could win. Obviously. Uh, you know, listen. The Chiefs are the underdogs for the fifth time in their last six playoff games. There are nobody believes in this team. Uh, they, you know, they shouldn't even be there. I, I watch smart people on television going into the playoffs doing a scariest AFC teams. And the, obviously the Ravens were one because of their great postseason history. <laughs> and obviously the Bills were two because of their great postseason history. And people can say it's a straw man now, but I, you all know you saw it. You know who came in third on a lot of those lists? Not the Chiefs, not even the Dolphins, the Cleveland Browns. Remember that bill of goods? Oh, nobody wants to play Joe Flacco. Playoff Flacco and that defense. We were told that team was scarier than Patrick Mahomes with the best defense in football. That's the nonsense that was spouted all year. And then I just sat there and was right, and people called me a homer because I happened to go to the parade, and you know what I mean? I mean, kind of be a you know unofficial member of the team, but that's just a good fortune. Can you believe that in 2015 the commissioner was like, you know, we're not into the gambling business. You know, it's about the integrity. And here we have the Super Bowl in Vegas. We have, you know, all these sports franchises there. You're going to have an NBA expansion team in Vegas. Brought LeBron just announced a partnership with DraftKings. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's a brave new world, man. And this is what I'll say. I am someone who has gambled my entire life since I was 10 years old playing pool with my dad. It is my my mom's parents, one side of the family were professional gamblers. My dad, for a period of time, was a gam- professional gambler for you guys' life straightened around. It's in my blood. I love gambling. I don't think it is this, you know, panacea to our country's, you know, financial ills, you know, as far as funding local governments. And I don't think it's something that is necessarily the greatest thing ever, that it is this easy and accessible. But it is what it is. You know what I mean? Like, it, this is where where the money is and the leagues have dove in. But, yeah, I, I'm old enough to remember, was it Tony Romo? Yeah. wasn't allowed to, like, speak at a fantasy football conference yeah. in Vegas. Yeah, a lot's changed in the last decade. The uh, load management, the 65 games in the NBA, uh, curious your thoughts on this, that Tyrese Halliburton and Joel Embiid are probably going to pay the price of not being able to qualify, but your thoughts on the 65 or more for postseason awards. Hart was in the right place. The unintended consequences might have bit him here. And I'm actually fine with, there being a hard threshold for league MVP, especially because if you look at historically league MVPs up until a few years ago, basically all of them played at least 70. Yeah. You know, and so the the problem where it comes to me is we tied Halliburton, this is gonna cost him $40 million. 
We tied contracts to all NBA, and Halliburton's not load managing. He's just been hurt. And even with, he's played so well, even if he, with the injury, he played 62 games, he was going to be, you know, at least third team all NBA. And that makes his $200 million contract $240 million. So I, I, I understand why they did it. I think maybe they took a sledgehammer where you needed a scalpel, but I don't, this is one of those things I try not to criticize too much. Pardon me. Cause I don't have the answer. Like, I don't know. It's not like, Oh, here's what they should have done. But it, it, it seemed like they needed to do something. The thing they did, I was like, Oh, that could work. And now we're instantly seeing why maybe it doesn't work. You wanted something from Paulie? Yeah. yeah Paulie. This seems like something Paulie. I mean, let's be honest. He's the the man's man of the show. Mm. We know this. Mm. Um, so I don't know if you guys have heard it during this interview, but somewhere in my house there is a smoke detector that must be malfunctioning. And I spent the better part of two hours yesterday going to every smoke detector in the house, replacing every battery, doing everything. I can't locate where it is. It is still going off. And at this point, I think I have to move. I don't know what I'm going to do, and I feel like Pauly maybe is like, oh, here's what you do, here, and so I need help, because or else I'm going to go crazy. Uh, I'm not an expert, but I would say close all the doors and go room to room and try to hear it that way so you drown out the bleed-over room. You probably have either a CO2 detector or a uh, some type of uh, smoke detector that's hardwired and doesn't have a battery. It may be hardwired to an electric uh, in, in your hard-wired. ceiling. Hardwired? Yeah. And then what do I do? How do I fix that? Well, I'd move if I were you. Yeah, I'd move too. Yeah. Uh, Seton, you have uh, something to add? I actually know exactly what it is. Okay. <laughs> do you want to tell him? <laughs> I'm not telling you, though, because I'm not a man's man. Oh! So I'll, let, I'll let Paul wow. figure that yeah. out, though. You guys, you and Paul worked that out, but <laughs> wow. good luck to you. Listen, I'm just judging based on social media. Paul's out there being wearing flannel stuff and being like, where's the best bratwurst today? <laughs> so I just assume this is the type of thing he would know about. High cholesterol like, doesn't mean know. I could fix a, fix a roof. Okay. No, just well, hire an electrician. My... It'll be a lot cheaper. That's... Hire an electrician <laughs> yeah, for a smoke? De- they're yeah. going to laugh at me. You know what? A man's man would be able to figure it out, Nick. Wow. Okay. Yeah. wow. Yeah, that's uh, Listen, I'm aware of what I'm not. My wife just heard, your friend Dan, just heard this conversation she only heard my end of it of course and she just said not really that quietly just because you're so stupid <laughs> like this is <laughs> this is not this is not good and it's driving me crazy so okay no help i, I think you may have uh, it, you might be co2 you it's uh, hardwired i think paulie is correct i had this in my house and of course, I figured it out, and then uh, I was able to stop. Yeah, the, the or it could be thing. like a CO two that's plugged in low against like near a baseboard, and you're looking up towards the ceiling. All right, just for the record, before I go, yeah. not to be that guy, but I, I wasn't going to do it to Paulie, but then Dan said it, so I have to. There are no CO two detectors. That's carbon dioxide. It'd be CO carbon okay. monoxide. Yeah, the mon is for singular. Like, yeah. yeah. Okay. Come on, guys. Okay. Let's try to be accurate on these things. That's your house. Yeah. <laughs> it is my. Well, not for long. Get out of here. This is a disaster. Uh, Dan, will you pick up my jacket for me? Yeah. Okay, thank you. Yeah, at some point over the next year, I will get your, your jacket. Is there that a- was a great place you took me to. Yeah, I don't well, know if we can talk about it. Yeah, we can. It was great. Yeah, it was the Italian gun club. So so what, they, what we did in the basement's legal? Yes. Dan it's- took me to a dinner. First of all, he shows up late. So I get in, they're like, hey, do you have a membership? I'm like, yeah, Dan Patrick does. So they let me in. But Dan gives me no information. So I go to the bar and I order a drink. And I make a total fool of myself because the guy gives me a drink, so I try to give him cash. And he looks at me like I got three heads, like, we don't take money here. What are you talking about? It's traded on names and favors and things. I'm like, okay, well, I'm already out of place. <laughs> then we, I asked Dan, I'm like, how does the ordering work? And he's like, we usually do one from each course. I'm like, okay, great. So I looked at the menu. There were four courses. I ordered one of each. The waiter then looks at me like I'm crazy. He's like, you want all of that? And I look at Dan. He's like, oh, I didn't really mean, it's been three of the four. So I'm now 0 for 2. Then the the manager comes over and he's like, do you want to go to the basement? And I'm like, I'm not getting tricked again. And I kind of looked at it and Dan's like, yeah, let's go. And But your son was excited about it. I'm like, all right, this might be a gag, but I don't know. Takes me downstairs. There's a shooting gallery. <laughs> We're down there firing. I've never fired a gun in my life. They're down there doing target practice. 
and then go upstairs and eat. Yeah. Never seen anything like it in my life, man. Yeah. Left my jacket. Yeah. And then you yelled at me about the 2020 Super Bowl. Why can't you admit my homes is bad? Here we go. Nick Wright, host of uh, First Things First and host of What's Right with Nick Wright on iTunes and YouTube. Maybe I'll see you in Vegas. No, I'm not going. Oh. Okay. Not going. All right. Sorry to hear that. That's why I'm on today. And I know we're long. We could talk about it another time. Okay. But yeah. I'll, All right. I'll talk to you after the Super Bowl. Okay. All right. After the Chiefs win. That'll be great. I'll call you from the parade. Okay. Awesome. I love that. Yeah. Tell your I'll wife I said hello. I will. Okay. And we'll see you at the at the wedding. Bye. I'll wait for my invitation. It's it's in the mail. Okay. Goodbye. All right. All right. We gotta go. Uh we're back after this. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back. And joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals, each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game-changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Today's Mercedes-Benz interview of the day brought to you by... The utterly inspired all-electric EQE sedan from Mercedes-Benz. Uh, hundreds of customizable comfort settings inside the cabin. The vehicle all-electric. The feeling all-Mercedes. Learn more. MBUSA.com slash EQE. Don't know if you saw this story, but uh, the head coach at Boston College left the team to take the defensive coordinator job with the Green Bay Packers. And uh, what's his name? Jeff Halfley. We may see more and more of this as these coaches are like, I just I don't want to deal with transfer portal. I don't want to deal with NIL. And this is Boston College. But he's going to take the defensive coordinator's job with the uh, Green Bay Packers. He's Matt Hasselbeck, former NFL quarterback, led the Seahawks to uh, the Super Bowl, and a former ESPN NFL analyst. What do you make of these, uh, like that coaching decision to leave BC to be a defensive coordinator with the Packers? Yeah. Hey, how are you? Hi, hey, I'm glad I get to be the Mercedes Benz guest, by the way. That's a pretty, <laughs> that's a good feeling, right? Uh, no, listen, it was shocking. Like as a Boston College alum and as a dad of a kid who just went through the recruiting process and Boston College is one of the kind of the final schools that he was deciding between, it's really surprising. But at the same time, having just been through that 
recruiting process as a dad it's a lot man like college football i call it professional college football right now it it never ends so whether you're talking nil transfer portal recruiting recruiting your own kids not to leave uh some schools are more committed to spending money um to go get guys to keep guys uh some schools are more committed to you know, honestly, this next whatever the future of professional college football looks like versus the amateurism, I think it's tough. I I, I was surprised. I think you'll see more coaches uh, kick and claw and scratch to get their way back into the NFL. Could you see Bill Belichick entertaining the idea of coaching Harvard football? Yeah. Yeah, I've never heard anyone say that. But, yeah, I, I really actually thought that the most surprising thing he would probably try to do is go coach men's lacrosse somewhere. Yeah. Like, I think he would love that challenge. As long as it lines up with his summers at Nantucket, sure. Uh, the Harvard thing is really interesting, though, because, as you may or may not know, there are a lot of restrictions. Uh, there's basically... Uh, you don't have the guys in the summer the way the Division One programs do. Uh, that the amount of hours you have, so you could like coach football and in theory still have a life outside of it. So, pretty good idea, Dan. I, I, I like I like where your head's at. Well, Tim Murphy, what he just uh, retired after thirty years. Bill's in the neighborhood. Um, maybe he would like that. You're not dealing with transfer portal or nil as much as you would someplace else and it would allow him to coach in a conference that he would have great respect for so i don't know very good you should be his agent i know there's some coaches on staff there that have been there a long time that um that understand how to work with admissions there and so that's a whole nother that's a whole nother beast that you have to deal with at some schools but i was wondering i don't know if bill belichick will coach in the nfl game again and the reason why I say this is one more year, he's going to be 73. Who's turning over their organization to somebody? Who? How, how long is he going to be there? Um, Someone then, who wants to win? <laughs> well, I, I, like I thought Philadelphia was going to go after him and replace Nick Sirianni. Uh, at, Atlanta, they wanted him until the front office probably said, well, wait a minute, he's going to take our jobs or our jobs are in jeopardy, and then they didn't want him. Washington at the last, you know, 11th hour reaches out to him without an interview, but they reach out to him. So I don't, I don't know if I see a franchise going, yep, yeah, let's bring in Bill. You need to look at the decision maker. Like if it's the GM, if the GM is kind of the decision maker, like, of course, they're not going to say, oh, yeah, hey, come and be my boss, please. <laughs> you know, but if it's an owner who's like, hey, I've had enough. I just want to pay a large sum of money, and I want you to just do it. Go bring me a great football team. I will go do the business stuff. Like, just do it. And if 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 you kind of find one of those types of owners, and Coach Belichick sees a situation where the quarterback is already a settled thing, I I, I say yes. I say yes. Yeah, I'm just I'm, I'm just. I was curious about it because the more I thought about it, the more I'm thinking uh, if it didn't work this time, Vrabel didn't get a job. That's tough. You know, it's it's musical chairs, right? And there's there's like a there's a point of emphasis right now for like the young, hip, cool, analytics, streamlining, you know, all the kind of stuff. The league's getting a lot younger. You see Pete Carroll get pushed out. You see, you know, Bill Belichick get pushed out. Like that's the trend this year. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like if Kyle Shanahan wins the Super Bowl, then sure, that trend's probably going to continue. Like the new age stuff. But if Andy Reid wins the Super Bowl, then it might be a trend. It's a very copycat league. Then the trend might be like, you know what? We don't need to reinvent the wheel. Football, a great leader, a great football coach is a great football coach. Let's copy that model. He's Matt Hanselbeck, former NFL quarterback, former NFL analyst at uh, the Mothership. If I told you this would be the uh, Super Bowl matchup back in August, you would have said what? You say, oh, that's a boring pick. That's not a hot take. I agree with you, but we're looking for a hot take. And that's, I think, what everybody does at the beginning of the year. They want to be the person that bets on the underdog horse or whatever. But no, for sure. Like these two teams, these are, you know, probably the, the, the best team in the NFC last year who, you know, outside of Brock Purdy's injury, 
uh, would had a great chance to be in the Super Bowl. And in this year, I mean, Andy Reid, Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, um, of course, safe bet, safe bet. Pick out the weakness of both of these teams. The weakness, I think, of the – I shouldn't say the weakness. I think the kryptonite. Like, if you want to beat the Chiefs, there's one thing you have to do. Like, there's you can't beat them unless you do this. Unless you eliminate Travis Kelsey, you need to take him out of the – you need to find other ways to lose the game. Find other ways to lose. He needs to be the guy. And I'll just tell you, like, every time I played against the Chiefs in my career – or a team like the Chiefs. This is how it would go down. You'd have a scout team player, probably one of your better wide receivers, play tight end all week in practice, wear a jersey with the number eight and seven, and sometimes it was two different guys, and it was like, we don't care what happens. 87's not touching the ball in practice. For two weeks now, it'll be that way, or it should be that way. And that's the whole emphasis. And then you go watch like a game, like the Buffalo Bills game, and they're just like dropping coverage and they're just letting Kelsey run free. Like, that's not it. Like Jacksonville learned the hard way last year. The teams who've done a good job against Kansas City, they eliminate, they make them win another way, some other way. So that's, I think that's the biggest thing. And then for San Fran, I think health. Like they've got some star players. They just got to be healthy. Brock Purdy's got to be healthy. Debo, Kittle, uh, they have the weapons. But uh, to me, Kelsey is like, if you want to pick one thing, it's got to be Travis. Was Tom Brady a game manager? He was a game, what's the right word? He was a game Commander. He was a game controller. Okay, he, so we got to change the, the the word manager. That's that's manage, the problem. Manager, like manager, reminds me of like a grocery store clerk from like a kind of like a <laughs> mediocre movie that I watched or something. Like uh, I need a manager on a aisle four. <laughs> like no, I, I I want I want someone in charge. I want to I want a commander, a controller, someone who dictates. What's going to happen in the game? Okay. Tom Brady had the ability to win a game going over the top to Randy Moss. He had the ability to win the game by a death by a thousand paper cuts to James White. And he intimidated defensive coordinators. Defensive coordinators, like Peyton Manning was this way too. Defensive coordinators would be afraid to do certain things, blitzes or whatever. It'd be like, oh no, he's going to, he's going to see it and he's going to dink and dunk, like whatever it is. So I, I think, yeah, change the word. So Brock Purdy, is he a game manager? He's a baller. I don't care. <laughs> I, I listen honestly. Okay. Like just even this morning, I went back and rewatched. Uh, I went back and rewatched all of his completions from the last two playoff games. Dude is a freaking beast. I'm sorry. I know he doesn't look like a beast. I know like if he had a, we were at the combine, you strip down to your underwear, whatever, you're not going to be like, whoa, look how tall he is. Look how strong. Look how ch-. like probably not. He's like a he's like one of the best I don't know shortstops I've ever seen. He catches it, he's smooth, balls on point, runner's ball, accurate, on time. But he does, I don't care what anybody says, and I don't even know if people say this, but he has wow throws. He absolutely has wow throws. Let me rewind that. Let me see that. Wow. But I think the thing that he and Patrick Mahomes both don't get enough credit for, people wanna I don't know. I, I don't think people realize what great runners these quarterbacks are. And they're not like, they're not running quarterbacks, but when their team absolutely needs it, they will run for a first down and absolutely break the back of a defense. Ironically, we already know that about Mahomes, but like even in this playoff run, uh, uh, Purdy's done it more than Mahomes. And we know how good Mahomes is. So, um, no, I, I think Mo Moxie, Swagger, um, instinct, instinctual, on time, rhythm, accuracy, all the things. That's why these are the two teams playing for it all because their quarterbacks are that way. If Mahomes wins another Super Bowl MVP, does that do anything status-wise, pecking order, anything historically? Sure, of course. Um, you know, to me, just what they've already done you know, everyone said, oh, no one will ever be as good as Joe Montana. Then all of a sudden, Tom Brady came along. Then everyone said, oh, no one will ever do what Tom Brady did. And I agree. But then here's Mahomes, like in the prime of his career, doing it. Like this dude, I, I say this sometimes to people. People are like, oh, can you believe how long uh, Tom Brady played? 
It's not even how long he played. It's how many games he played in that stretch. Like this dude played 20 something. He played over a, a full season of playoff games. So like when a, other NFL quarterbacks who throw for a ton of yards, they're over in the Bahamas playing golf and during the playoffs, Tom Brady is still playing football. That's what Mahomes has done. I mean, this dude's like, he never gets a break. He's got a short off season every season. So he's ridiculous. He's so good. Uh, Andy Reid's so good. Um, you know who's underrated, though, I just got to tell you, is uh, Steve Spagnuolo, the defensive oh coordinator for the Chiefs. Yeah. And, I, and and I don't know. Like, I played against him when he was with the, the St. Louis Rams. I played against him when he was with the New York Giants with those great Michael Strahan, OCU Minora, Antonio Pierce defenses. Um, to me, he is – like, when I think of Spags, I think of, like, Dick LeBeau. You know, and because I, I don't know what people think of Spags, I think it's almost like an afterthought because how good the offense is. But no, this this dude deserves the same amount of respect as a defensive coordinator as you'd give someone like Dick LeBeau, which is kind of like the highest compliment I can think of. Yeah, and I, I've asked our guest uh, the last couple of days if you're San Francisco, are you more concerned about Kansas City's defense or Patrick Mahomes? Kansas City's defense is really good. Here's the thing. You need to be concerned about Travis Kelsey. Like, that needs to be priority number one. He's the guy. Where's Waldo? Find him every play. Like, that's our whole thing. Wait, We're so not Kelsey is one, then Mahomes two, or the defense? Defense is really good. I think this is the great thing about San Fran, why they're so good, is they don't care who you are on defense. They don't care. They're going to do them. It's like they got this like John Wooden mindset. You know what? We're going to do a shift. A lot of teams shift and a lot of teams motion. Watch the 49ers. They'll do a shift and a motion so much. Shift, motion, set hut. Defense has to think. We're not thinking. We're on offense. We know it's just a shift, motion. We do this all the time. Shift, motion, set hut. Shift, motion, set hut. The defense is over like, I got him. You got him. You got it. Debo, C-Mac, Kittle. Like what? So I think that's the beauty of it. I think the thing that you you – that's different about Kansas City right now is the run game. Isaiah Pacheco. Like, again, another thing we don't talk about, but um, Pacheco's the real deal. I mean, he runs angry. He runs well. They're committed to it more than I think they have been. And, the, you know, that's a way to close out a game. I don't know. It, it's super fun. I, I love San Fran. There's so much to like about San Fran. I love Kansas City. They're an all-time team. Like, you know, when did you grow up watching football? When, when, when Kansas City and Mahomes were doing their thing? It's like a, it's how you define an era, kind of. Yeah. So, super, super fun. Should be an awesome game. Yeah, I just, you know, uh, Mahomes has got into the Brady stratosphere. I don't bet against him. I just, if he's out there, I can't bet against him. If I was coaching, if I was coaching, if I was coaching Patrick, I would say, Patrick, the only thing that can beat you is you. Like, don't get bored. You know, he won the Super Bowl. He won his last Super Bowl. Um, I made this analogy last year with a three wood the whole year. You know, he didn't have he didn't have Tyreek, and he was like, you know what? I'm putting the driver away. I'm gonna use my three wood when I'm. Go I, I need to more. I'm gonna spread it around. I'm gonna use everybody, and that's what he did. He used everybody. He let the offense work for him, and I don't know. It's 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 special, but uh, I think he's his. He's the only thing that could stop him in a weird way. Great to talk to you. Thanks for joining us, Matt. Always. Always a pleasure. Did your son get NIL? Did, did UCLA offer up anything there when they recruited? I, I, I think they know how much money I made in my career, so we never got <laughs> offered any NIL. Well, you don't need NIL. You, know? you, you told your son you're not getting NIL money from UCLA? He's been on NIL since he was born. <laughs> Who are we kidding? Come on. Come on. Thank you, Matt. All right, it's, uh, see ya. Matt Hasselbeck, former NFL quarterback. Yeah, his son, quarterback, going to UCLA. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one -on -one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. 
Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.